Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tonight, Canes on the ice. Preseason hockey. At home versus Tampa. I don't know why I'm talking in that cadence. Uh, <laughs> we will be there to watch the game. Uh, Dennis and I will be there. Yeah, we will. Kane's preseason opener tonight at home versus Tampa. Uh, the storylines preseason for for Carolina are interesting mm-hmm. uh, for a bunch of reasons. One, most of their team is already good and set. Just about, yeah. Right? It's it's first world problems here. It's very <laughs> much high class problems. Very much. Preseason's going to be kind of boring. <laughs> Because, like, certain teams you go to, it's like, we got to figure out the first three lines, blah, 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 and this guy and that guy, and where does this person fit in with the Canes? It's Who, like, who's our goalie? Who's our, with the Canes, like, well, mostly everything's set, right? And it's it's yeah. it's almost to the point where, uh, you know, every – and by the uh, Dennis and I were at Morning Skate this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, every report I've heard from from anyone that's really been at any practice is like, that's how a good organization is run. Everybody's, uh, you know, there's there the practices are run with good tempo. The their their ice times not wasted. They're very much like with a purpose, right? There there's no real. It's just everybody is car, kind of already in the culture. They brought in a few new faces: Orlov, Bunting. Do we count D'Angelo as a new face? Not really. Not yet. He just went away for a bit. <laughs> brought him back. And Brendan Lemieux. That's really it. Yeah, and and. Obviously, they had some young guys brought up for for this portion of the calendar, mm-hmm. and but they're they're you know getting in where they fit in, right? They're they're kind of following the tone of what everybody's doing at the top of the depth chart. And a lot of these, some of these younger guys you talk about are in camp, guys that we'll see tonight, like a Jamison Reese mm-hmm. or somebody like that. They've already been through yeah, training exactly. camp with this team. They've already played in preseason games before, so they already know what to expect. So so because of that preseason, it's like you're very very specific on what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Right, like uh, playing today. We saw him on the ice this morning. Jalen Chatfield and Tony D'Angelo. Now, uh, those two guys are one of the few very interesting competitions that I see on the roster. Yeah. Um, you know, right? They're kind of going for that that sixth spot uh, in, in the, the major ice time on defense. Um, and with that being said, I don't know if, you know, if either of them makes a, you know, a mistake we notice or a couple good plays in preseason, I don't know if that sways it, right? There's a lot more that goes into it, but you know, as competitors, I'm sure they're, they're aware, right? Oh yeah. They're paying attention. They know what's going on. We had Chatfield in studio. Oh, it was a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever it was, everything's kind of blending together. Uh, and and he said, you know, I'm just focused on myself. I get it. That's what you should be. That's what you should try to be. But it's not that easy, right? They brought Tony D'Angelo back for a reason. Jalen Chatfield was a surprise last year with how uh, effective he was on the ice. So, you know, those two guys, I'll tell you where I'll be watching tonight. When those two guys are on the ice, I'm watching those two mm-hmm. guys. Uh, here's Rod Brindamore, obviously the coach, on, on why it was important to bring back Tony D'Angelo. There's a reason we wanted to get him back here. And then, to be honest with you, 
we didn't want him to leave. It's just, you know, that's the business side of things. And so, um, you know, he's going to be a big part of what we're doing. If, if, if you know, we want to be successful, he, he's going to be a big part of it. Sounds like it's just, hey, you can't have too many guys that fit. Yeah. And we already knew he fit. So where was the, the you know, spot the problem? There is none. Yeah. Fine. So you're talking about, oh, wait, where, where can he can contribute? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the new guys that are brought in. And really, it's it's three new guys plus D'Angelo. Again, yes. I'm not really counting three D'Angelo a as a new guy. But what were these guys brought in to do? Or what was the part that the Carolina Hurricanes struggled late in the season? Especially in the playoffs. Power play. Yep. Power play was bad. And D'Angelo was, fits. D'Angelo helps with that. And we have actually saw in practice early on, on the top power play unit, we actually saw D'Angelo and Brett Burns out there. So two defensemen out there. Uh, and we also saw Mike Bunting, their, their free agent forward signing from from Toronto Maple Leafs. We see these two new guys that, that are in back this season or with this season. Wait, wait, wait. So you're on saying, this power play. So you're saying that this organization is so well run that they had uh, something they needed to to improve from mm-hmm. last season, and most of their off season moves were directly to impact the part that they needed to. Yeah, improve. imagine that. <laughs> right? Imagine that. I wish other other franchises in the state of North Carolina would would take up uh, that <laughs> that advice on that. But also, Dmitry Orlov was mm-hmm. brought in. He adds depth, obviously, on defense, but he can also play on the like, power play yeah. as well. So he can play on the second power play unit. So. Three of the guys that were brought in, of the three of the four new faces, three of them can help you on the power play, and and are not slouches on when you know the the rest of the time. I, like they're they're it's not like you're bringing them in a specialist, right? You, exactly. You're, you're, you're um, not hurting the rest of your game, also. And here's the thing: D'Angelo can be that too, because D'Angelo can be that sixth defenseman playing alongside Dmitry Olaf. Doesn't have to skate a ton of minutes. You don't have to put him on the penalty kill, but obviously he can be that specialist on the power mm-hmm. play when you need it. So. They have legit seven defensemen who could all play 23 minutes a night. I mean, that is a legit luxury because there are a lot of teams out there who be like, yeah, we got a top four, but after that, it's like, how do we hide our bottom our bottom pair? And, you know, knock on wood, you hope it doesn't happen. But, you know, if, if you're a more traditionally built roster and you do have, like, a top four that you're, you're happy with, one of them gets hurt, it's like – can you skate tonight? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's. Can you give us eighty percent? You're you're that valuable to can us. Can you give us fifteen minutes? <laughs> with, with with what the Canes have right now, I mean, you get to be kind of the cautious side and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're good. Right, go get yourself right, and and we'll be ready for you when you get back." And you don't have to ask a guy like Brent Burns, who's getting up there now, is late in his late thirties, to skate 24, 25 mm-hmm. minutes late, especially like he was doing in San Jose. He could skate 22 minutes and be just as, if not even more effective, because he's going to be fresh. And like those minutes add up during the course of the season. I, I think they're just going to roll with the with the top seven that they have. They're just going to roll with it. Uh, one of those top seven, Dimitri Arlov, tonight will be kind of the the intro, right? Yeah, he, he's dressing we'll tonight. Dressing for tonight's preseason game. Uh, who knows how much we'll see him? But we were over at the uh, the eye, the team store earlier today. Yeah, uh, number seven jerseys hanging up there, Dimitri Orlov. Uh, ironic, right? Seven, seven million dollar man. I think it, it makes a lot of sense there. Um, but but it's our, our our first look at Orlov, you know, skating around there in a game like situation preseason. But it's uh for the Canes, and and you know, if you're looking for a dynamic new player, he, that's him and Bunting would kind of be the guys, right? The ones that are gonna um dramatically change anything. And and you know, there's a reason why you pay that much money. Granted, you, there's cap, you know, maneuvering to get him here, but there's there's a reason why he makes that much money. I know a lot of Canes fans are also wondering, like, wait, why don't we have, like, a tough guy, quote-unquote tough guy? <laughs> Brennan Lemieux here, folks. Just want to <laughs> let you know, the guy played 45 games last season, 
He got in five fights. <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes has a team in 82 regular season games, had six. Just saying. Some, some Not report, saying he's just going to go out there and Some reports were him up, in but. bunting. I mean, they weren't like, you know, it wasn't a 12-round fight. But but uh, they might be a little mixing it up even during during camp here. I think they've actually fought before. Oh, even better. So, uh, you know, two of your new guys bringing a little edge. I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of like it. I, I, they need it. Um, Freddie they Anderson and Kochekov in, in goal tonight. We'll uh, Who knows how much we'll see of each, but. It's always fun to see those those guys. Right after morning skate, did say we we might see a split. Kind of just yeah. depend on how the game goes. I mean, really, the whole point of these preseason games is for younger guys. You're trying to evaluate for mm-hmm. the future. Like I know they're second round picks. And just yeah, get, reps, get, sna- uh, get get time on ice. Exactly. And then for for the guys that are you know are going to make your roster, it's like all right, just get in a little playing shape, get a get lather, minutes, get sweat, <laughs> and get off the ice healthy. That's it. Your goal uh, today is to get off the yes. ice healthy. Yes, and that's true for every preseason in every sport. Get off, get get off healthy, uh, and and we'll be happy. But we'll break it down tomorrow. Like I said, both Dennis and I will be there. We're bringing uh, at least I'm bringing uh, the wife and, and the son out for for their first Canes game. So it's going to be, uh, you know, we're easing into it. Also, we'll, we'll see we'll see how long the two year old lasts. Right, how much ice time he can get. But we're uh, we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be building up our tolerance. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. We kind of have to go into a serious conversation. Do we? Kind of. All right. Uh, because the NCAA is forcing us to. They, like, I've been kind of – the NCAA should have been very happy with the way I was driving the Tez Walker situation over the last week or so. I've been saying the UNC football and coaching staff, the football team and the coaching staff, needs to kind of start focusing on the task at hand and the the, the new tasks, which is the team on the schedule this week. They need to focus on the football because it's obvious the NCAA isn't budging. And you can let the lawyers deal with it and the administrators deal with it, and you have to trust them to hold the NCAA accountable, but the team needs to move on. And the NCAA should hear that from me and go, thank you, right? Please move on because it's really bad publicity for us every time the team walks in there with all the shirts saying, free Tez. And then they go ahead and make Craig McDonald eligible for Minnesota. Craig McDonald played uh, for Auburn and Iowa State, played for, in games, for Auburn and Iowa State before transferring to Minnesota. The NCAA's clearance, which came about earlier today or yesterday. It was even, today, I think. Earlier today. Uh, the NCAA's clearance means he can begin playing for Minnesota immediately. What the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. What are we doing here, NCAA. Are we not letting two-time transfers play, or are we letting two-time transfers play? Now, I will tell you this. Craig McDonald is from Minnesota. This is not a made-up word. He is a graduate of Minnehaha Academy. Which is right there in the Twin Cities, right by the University of Minnesota. Minnehaha. Which sounds like an insult you would call Minnesota. Like if Minnesota has the Vikings are bad, you would call them Minnehaha. But it's actually Minnehaha Academy. Uh, So he's going home. I want to be clear on this. I believe Craig McDonald should be allowed to play. But I also want to be clear on this. I don't know how Craig McDonald is allowed to play and Tez Walker isn't allowed to play. 
I don't want the NCAA being the arbiters, the judge and jury on things that the NCAA can't possibly be experts on. Right? I'm fine with them being experts on eligibility of, of college athletes, right? Are they taking enough classes? Are they passing the right classes? Are they do they have a certain percentage of their major completed by junior year, right? Like all of that fine. That's what you do. You're the NCAA. Scheduling the postseason tournaments for the uh non-football sports. Go nuts, NCAA. That's what you do. Judging the severity of mental health, judging the severity of the necessity of a player's well-being to move closer to home, I don't know how you could be the expert of that, right? We don't know the reason that that Craig McDonald applied. We don't know what his waiver included. But what I do know is he played at two teams. He Mm -hmm. played for two teams other than Minnesota, and now he's eligible to play for Minnesota. And he in, in May was the transfer window he entered the portal. So it's all very similar timing to Tez Walker. So it's like, did, did they really read waivers and judge the legitimacy? And if so, what did they find illegitimate about Tez Walker's that, that is, I don't know, on the scale, not transfer worthy? So he actually, we talked about, this is from back in May when he yep. decided to transfer to Minnesota. This is actually what McDonald said. This is according to Gopher Illustrated, began back in May. I decided to commit as it's just a good position for me on and off the field, being back home. We're going to apply for a waiver for me to be eligible this fall. So we're going to just wait and see what the NCAA does. That's about it. I'm looking to bring some physicality and leadership to the to the nickel room. But it's a huge deal for my family, for me to be back in Minnesota. It's finally me being closer to my family. Um you went on to continue to say uh, being more accessible to each other is big. I'm like, mm, sounds pretty similar to Tess Honestly, it, if you just replace the word Minnesota with North Carolina, yeah, it's Tez Walker. Yeah, hundred percent. And and the reason why we know more details about Tez Walker is because he was denied eligibility, right? And then because he was denied eligibility, he had to publicly come forth with uh, the the grandma health situation and the mental health struggles that he had documented mental health uh, treatment and things and 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 help that he had been seeking at previous institutions and currently here like there's there's it's I, I completely get why someone that is a fan of North Carolina an administrator of North Carolina or a friend of Tez Walker would be hung up on it mm-hmm. when things like the Craig McDonald situation come across their their purview like now you start to feel like you're being singled out. Yeah. Now you start to feel like you're being made an example of. And it's it's actually um in a weird way it's similar to what you're seeing with the Chiefs. Did you see the report um Jawan Taylor was the guy who uh was it opening night where he was getting a little bit of a quick start. Uh he was their tackle who was moving like right as the ball was moving and then the viral clips of him mm-hmm. lining up a little bit further into the backfield and moving a little bit early. Uh, well, the Chiefs now believe because that went viral, he's being targeted. So he's being called for more penalties than just about every other tackle. So the report is uh, the Chiefs were ahead by a billion this past weekend that they pulled him early. They eventually pulled the starters, but they pulled him early to put in another tackle with the pure instructions to start early and move back further off the ball than most tackles do to see if that tackle would get called for the same flags that Jawan Taylor was. Basically, yeah. they they believe he's being targeted, and they wanted to see if someone else would get called for it if they did the same thing. 
no flags were thrown on the the replacement tackle. Go figure. And then, of course, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the post game say they feel like Jawan Taylor is being targeted. Craig McDonald in this situation is kind of the tackle they put in to replace Jawan Taylor. Yeah. Right. It's it's UNC going. The other guy that did the same thing isn't being treated the way I'm being treated. You're targeting me. That feels messed up, and I see why you would be hung up on that. And now it's going to be even more difficult for North Carolina to focus on right the win, the what's important now as their season moves along because it's it's becoming more and more blatantly obvious that Tez Walker should be allowed to play. He should be allowed to play. I've said it from the beginning, but now it's becoming more like the every single argument against him playing is being systematically like overturned unintentionally by the NCAA. Yeah. So I guess for a couple of days here, break back out the free Tez t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> for a couple of days, get this get the helmet stickers, right? Do the yeah. whole thing just for a couple of days because yeah, the Craig McDonald situation's kind of messed up. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.